when we talk about like how fives value individualism inherently, it sounds like we're puffing them up and denigrating six. But like, as you know, I think David, you've mentioned a lot. Um, one of the big struggles of like nine and six and all these not a four, not a five things is you know the almost like awareness that I need to individuate as an attachment type, and then I almost prioritize talking about that or gesturing towards it, but not quite. Like it, like whereas four and five, it's sort of just inherent. Yep. The big hormone enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovic, uh, sexual self-pres, hold it five wing, four five eight trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-pres, sexual, nine with one, nine seven four trifix. What up, it's Emika, I'm an eight wing seven, sexual self-pres, with eight five four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self-pres social three, wing four, with a Six nine trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. We are back doing some shit. Last time we uh, took love line calls, and the final voicemail was a cliffhanger for, to do not a five. Uh, people who've been listening to us at all we have uh throughout the podcast made uh reference to mistypings and especially how in the enneagram world uh four is tends to be idealized and a lot of people mistake themselves for four thanks to bad teachings bad descriptions and uh almost as common but not quite as forward and out front are people mistyping as fives and so we're tackling that today, but before we do, uh, Emeka, can you share once again the love line voicemail number so that people can continue to submit uh, questions, comments, and requests? Because these have been fun. Yeah, three two three six nine six zero six four seven. Also, I think we want to do uh, not a four specific episode at some point. So if you want to send in a question specific to like mistyping as four you can send that into that same number as well cool oh uh, last thing i want to just plug like uh you know i'm still doing coaching and enneagram consultations so hit me up on my website if you're interested what i do with a lot of people is they know their type or they have questions about their type or don't know their type whatever but they need somebody to have a discussion clarify things with they want to go deeper i've had people who just want to explore the esoteric background of the enneagram independent of type and understand the fourth way and all that kind of shit so uh, hit me up uh you can contact me through my website all right hi my question for you guys is could you guys do a not a five rick this is kind of based on the not a four theme that you have and i guess comes from sort of how you said that nines can tend to mistype as five and fours which maybe seems to me this commonality of not wanting to engage with the world or a certain kind of withdrawn stance. So I've learned a lot from your not a four, and could you do that for five in a not a five theme? Thank you. Mistyping is type five. Why do people mistype as five? Well, I mean, the first and most obvious thing is that erroneously people uh, like people use cartoons and, and caricatures to understand the typology. And so like four gets labeled the emotional sensitive type. Five is just stereotyped as the smart type. That likes to read books. Likes to read books, <laughs> likes to be likes alone. Research. Antisocial. Research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you uh, you like to learn things, understand things? That universal human interest. Uh, you must be a five. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, being a deep thinker, being a thoughtful person. Uh, yeah, liking to be alone, uh, feeling exhausted by other people. Like, yeah, the fives have these qualities, but they're like they're pretty universal as well. So they don't really actually describe anything. It's kind of an offshoot of not not a four because it's. I felt like the not a four stuff is an octave to get people to to look beyond like their initial first impression of what that type means. And, uh, you know, I, I've done several coaching calls with people 
around mistyping it as, as type five. And it's always based on like, I don't like people and, you know, I'm an intellectual and like, these are all very distinct type personality structures. And I think once people start to realize what, what that is, it's like, it starts to clear things, clear things up. One of the main obstacles in, in my view is that there aren't a lot of prominent uh, type fives that we all kind of recognize collectively as five. Like, you know, five is a fairly rare type. And so that means that like, culturally speaking, that archetype is not well represented. And so when you, when you think about what a smart person is or an intelligent person or an intellectual person, you know, a lot of the big names uh, that, you know, we think of like, uh, like Einstein or something are uh, controversy or nines rather than fives. Mm -hmm. And so a lot, and you know, like a lot of the, the archetypes we have for brilliant brilliancy actually refer in a lot of times to nines and sixes rather than the fives take on intellect. And David, uh, you know, you've done a lot of uh, parsing out certain uh, popular figures like David Lynch and Einstein and arguing for them to be uh, nines rather than fives. Do you have anything you want to put in there? Well, I mean, a distinguishing feature with the two of those people is their kind of universalistic, you know, style. It's It's very synthesizing and unifying and pulling things together and you know into a grand um sort of symphonic vision of the universe um i mean david lynch maybe not as obviously so but if you watch his um there's dozens of youtube um videos where he's talking about um his meditation foundation wherein he gets into you know, the subject of consciousness and meditation and even creative ideas and where they come from, when you see how he approaches it, it's, it's very optimistic. It's very, um, for the universe, philosopher of the universe, exactly, <laughs> which is our pet nine name. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and it's all, just kind of synchronistically um beautifully all coming together in this magical wonderful picture which is just extraordinarily not five which is a much more <laughs> dissecting uh energy and it's much more sort of um at the you know at the level of what's happening sort of mentally or uh, intellectually it's it's you know five is a much more cold um kind of style <laughs> yeah it's a it's a pretty big uh pretty big difference i mean in even just energetically being around someone who is a five versus like a type like nine and six and those are the two types that mostly mistype as five usually people who are nines and sixes six yep. is because they're intellectual and they you know a lot of sixes don't feel like they're they like people uh, and so if you're an intellectual person uh, and you don't like people, then I'm a five or nines who a lot of nines are very intellectual and they also feel like they would draw from other people. And and so it it makes sense that a lot of nines who don't necessarily feel see themselves as the sensitive, mopey, depressive nine, but they feel like they're the intellectual, um, studious nine who doesn't like people that much they're going to see themselves as five, but I don't, I don't think people understand to the degree that the five type structure is, you know, based around the assumption that everything is separate. I'm even separate from myself. And if you could just imagine yourself into that as a start, as a starting baseline, then you might understand like a worldview based on detachment and separation one of the things that I think is also interesting and important about not a five, like not a four is, you know, making nine great again and making six great again, where mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the gifts and talents of those types that are natural to those types, uh, you know, get lobbed onto five or four. Right. And so yep. when I first learned the Enneagram back in high school and I was doing my own research and pursuing it, 
uh, one of the ways I kind of learned six was like, well, if you don't know what type you are, um, it's kind of like the default type. And I knew that was wrong immediately, but because, and like, I knew I had sixes in my life, but I, I had a hard time internalizing six energy. And I've talked about going to Japan and how it changed my view on six and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, th- those experiences, it was like, it was kind of sad how much uh, the very obvious qualities of six, the wakefulness, the attentiveness, the, the, the sharpness mentally, the, um, you know, the attentiveness, the intentionality, all that all those qualities in the you know the context awareness of six was almost like not granted to six it was given to five and likewise you know as i said before it's like the intellect the i mean the reason we call uh nine philosopher of the universe is because nines have this philosophizing intellectual thoughtful side to them it's a really pronounced major part. Everybody, or I, I, I'm amazed at how many times I see online people uh, saying a nine-ish statement. And you're like, hey, that's kind of nine-ish. And they're being like, well, I'm not completely conflict avoidant. You know, like, as if that's all that, that's what nine is. And, you know, there's plenty of conflict prone nines. So what is a uh, nine in the absence if you can't define them as conflict avoidant? Like, what are they then? So anyway, th- this distinction gets at, as David was speaking to, like how nines think and how nines perceive things and owning that as a gift for nine rather than just giving all the positive qualities to five. Another thing too <clears throat> with five as a style is, uh, you know, in whatever they do get into, it excludes, it kind of, yep. they keep going deeper to, uh, in such a way that, and they're getting so obscure and so down as super uh niche you know rabbit hole that they're um sort of just incidentally um excluding everybody in a in a certain way right it's very um detached and and self-involved in a certain way as opposed to six and nine which um kind of has an inclusive style as you know both of them in certain in each in their own way as far as um uh how they're framing things up yeah oh go ahead i was going to just reference something you've said often about fives that um it's not about just studying and researching things it's about discovery which you Mm -hmm. have to study get to the edge of what's known about something to discover something that no one knows and that is exclusive, yes. you know, like um, not to say that that's better than the sixth way, which is inherently sort of trying to um, make sense of the grid, you know, like which is inherently inclusive in a way. And, you know, it's more of a practical way that um, it's going to try to make sense of something in a way that uh, includes different perspectives, whereas what five can end up doing is because you're trying to get to that origin point of uh, a true discovery of something uh, unknown is that you're trying to push to the edge of something to the point where you, you don't care if anyone comes with you. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a really important distinction is between six and five. It's two words for me that I think resonate. I think that six is looking for what's true right? They're looking for what's real and true. And in so doing, there's a lot of referencing. There's a lot of sort of pushing off or, uh, you know, like, like checking in on different points of view, different perspectives and bouncing one's thinking off of those established perspectives to see if they're real, if they resonate. And if, you know, X resonates with Y resonates with Z, you know, these kind of, uh, and, and, and meeting where these all align, where they don't to try to find consistencies and inconsistencies. Whereas five is more about like the word i use is discovery and i'm speaking to i want to know everything about a subject because i want to know what's not yet known about it and so whereas six is like pushing off of ideas five is like pushing away you know it's like pushing out into the unknown into what's empty and and there's a compul the separation that emeka was speaking to earlier it's like um once i as a five feel like i'm I'm not in that empty space or I'm not in that pushed away space. Like something starts to creep up on me or like, I'm feeling like, uh, you know, Oh, maybe this way I'm thinking is more linked to other things than I thought it was. 
I immediately and reflexively try to push more into obscurity, more into the the void, so to speak. And I, as if I'm a four of the five, and so I think of five as the same energy of four, that introspective, uh, like seeing that four is all about, but from the lens of the mental center rather than the heart center. And so there's both a focus on originality, but for four, it's I want an original identity. I want it to be uniquely myself, whereas five is like, I want to see something unique. I want to see something unseen and undiscovered before. One thing you're saying there, too, is that six, in a way, is going for or naturally um, includes sort of um, a wider field of objective reality, let's say. Yes. Whereas, yeah. whereas five is hyper subjective because it gets so specific and so exclusive and so uh, non-referential to the wider field. Yes. And like, good. <laughs> uh, remember when we did the the episode on dark, and mm-hmm. we talked about how that show was a five show. How, you know, you start from the beginning, and it's this huge fucking labyrinth of all these different points. But as you watch the show, you're zooming in and in and in. You're and you finally get to the origin point. This is the point that births this entire complicated labyrinth of everything and it felt to me like that was a good example of what the five is trying to do it's like you give you get into a subject from the five point of view it's like i'm trying to see through to see through beyond what this layer is okay let's go beyond that layer and if is if that's relatable to something else we need to go beyond that layer and keep going until we get to the like the origin concept that is completely separate from everything else. Right. And, you know, that's, that's a completely different uh, intellectual um, approach than what six is doing. Right. Like, like six really values clarity, whereas five almost values obscurity. Because uh, mm-hmm. what they're doing, it's almost like I think of uh, like both five and six sort of like as mental types. I mean, you could say this is seven too, but I almost imagine them as like in the middle of a large body of water. And the six wants to keep different locations of land in sight, right? It's mm, like, all yeah. right, there's the dock, there's my destination, uh, there's the buoy that shows me whatever. Like, I don't know fucking shit about sailing, you know. But at least <laughs> mm-hmm. whereas the five, it's like, if I can see land, I'm not in the right direction, right? <laughs> I need to keep, good. keep going away. If I could see land, like, then that's not original. That's not what's what I'm needing. So it's like I want to yep. keep pushing further out. That that reminds me of like all of your all of what you're talking about reminds me of um the Mars rover. And it's like the Mars rover is the five and the satellites going around the earth are sixes. Ooh. That's good. That's yeah. good. like the Mars rover just <laughs> sings itself happy birthday all alone. And the other thing is is the thing about that six is doing, trying to like map out where mm-hmm. everything is and make sure that, you know, like to try to figure out what's real. In doing so, is to try to decipher what is good and what is bad. Yeah, there's, there's a superego involved. Exactly. And, and that is an element that's absent in five. Not to say that this is good or bad, but it's just a different orientation. But that, you know, in trying to figure out the map is that there is good information and there's bad information. And there's not really this sort of a morality aspect with fives because seems to me that six is trying to decipher the integrity of the information, not only in the information itself, but in the source, like the people behind the information. <laughs> That's as, a big... as if it's a, if it's a cause, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Do you yeah. think sixes view themselves as trying to find out what's right and wrong? Or do you think they just view themselves as just trying to find out what's true? It's one of the things we got into you know, like the idea that most sixes will not admit to needing or wanting or caring about authority, but there's this way that I'm, they're constantly checking the grid. I need to check in with this person or I need to check in with this source. And so these things become things that I have to keep track of or check in with. So at the same time, I don't think, you know, sixes would consciously uh, admit to wanting um to decipher what's right or wrong, but it just ends up being 
this, this underlying thing that plays that gets in the way of figuring out what's real. Or rather than talking about it as admitting to, it's just incidentally what is that they're yes. that they are um, sort of wanting to take a side, you know, mm-hmm. on on intellectual matters. Well, it's kind of like you know, as as we heard with Courtney in the object relations episode, is that sixes are attachment types, and they're attached to the protecting function, and so mm-hmm. that natural sensitivity to awareness and context and how things happen gets uh infused with the emotions that one had around their father right Mm -hmm. or their fathering uh figure not necessarily the literal father but the one that provided Mm -hmm. protecting and structuring so there be does become this good father bad father judgment of uh or at least like is this a trustworthy uh, and therefore good, you know, there's, it's not good, like one-ish morality good, but it, there's like, does this, um, you know, a reliability and a, right. a sense will of, will this orient me, will this orient me or will this deceive me? And it becomes mm-hmm. this sort of emotional question that gets infused in their mental center, uh, way of creating discernment and distinction. So it's one of the struggles of six where, uh, they start mixing the emotional center and the mental center and um where the mental center act like like operating mental center operates independent like some like in a kind of compartmentalized space mm-hmm. from the emotional center and the moving center but it's like at the same time it's infusing their thinking in the background and part of how the emotionality comes in is when there is say a school of thought that sixes are um you know, delving into or adhered to is that they have mixed feelings about it and they'll mm-hmm. give, they'll give a very positive, you know, um, description of, you know, say a certain source and then they'll give a very negative, right. And you see them, <laughs> you'll see them mixed about it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that's uh, important to understand is, you know, I mentioned that six is an attachment type and five is a rejection type. They're double rejection. They had a rejection uh, dynamic with the protective function and the nurturing function. And again, if this doesn't make sense to you, go check out our object relations episodes with Courtney Smith. But, uh, you know, part of what that means is a double rejection type is it's almost like there is nothing in reality that is an archetype that I have any relationship to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really out in the nothing where there's like, you know, similar to four, but four has a frustration thing with it. It's like everything let me fucking down and it's not it. Five is like this, like just, there's a, there's a sense of complete separation, alien, alienation and nothingness. And so being an attachment type six is looking to what is real and true in an objective way. Whereas fives, being less attached to objective reality can really live in a purely conceptual space, which means that in their thinking pattern and style and in their, uh, they can get lost in like the, the kind of fascinating aspects of things they can come up with in their mind that may or may not have any bearing in actual reality. And so, they're not really that worried about it. Like they're not worried if this is like objectively true or not. So it's, it's really... In on one level, what you're saying there, it's the same as seven, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just the same way that in the heart center, two and four are really strong colorations of heart, mm-hmm. and whereas three has a a quality of or a capacity for channeling sort of a more neutral um, reality, let's say mm-hmm. in the heart space, and same. It is, you know, in the head center where five and seven go into, you know, completely wild subjective territory at while six is again, as you're saying, you know, going for objective reality. Right. They're worried about it. Like sixes are, are making yeah. sure that there's, there's something real. Yeah. Which means that you got to have your foot on solid ground or on the grid. Yeah you know, in relation to something. So you, you to have something to push off of, even if it's negatively, is more six. But the thing that strikes me, because um, we have a couple, we have a handful of fives in a group, and, and because it's a type that there's not a whole lot of, just hearing fives talk about their experiences is an education. And so one of the things that I had saved that one of our fives had written 
was that um, that there is a profound disconnect from anything sourcing beyond me. When people approach or talk to me, nothing reaches me. And even the attempts to reach me is like what they're touching isn't even real. So there's this, like, try to grasp what yeah. she's saying that <laughs> that this me that you think that you're approaching doesn't even seem real to me <laughs> like no. the, mm-hmm. like to, to try to grasp the, the complete <clears throat> attachment and separation from even the sense of your own body um and that wouldn't make sense it's it makes it's a rejection uh object relations perspective that the the right way to be is to not be here it's rejecting all of reality all of it and so like the intellectual approach of five is um is it's it it doesn't matter like what corner to the five like what corner they push into in terms of how it relates to other people because they're not even connected or you know like the idea that you can reach me or touch me um is foreign to the five perspective I'm also going to add that this might be hard for people to picture given even the way we're talking about five, but much less all the stereotypes around five. But there's a lot of fives that are not that like intellectual or even Mm -hmm. smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just one topic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, even, even like, like, I mean, so like, like my dad is a five. Uh, he's not the most. He's not that like intellectual. Like he's very, very much a double rejection. There's like nothing in the world for him, and he's sort of uh, very like alienated. Uh, it's always like he's you know still learning to be a human being, and he sort of knows how to kind of turn on being a human. Uh, he's very obsessive with his. He, he he's like he loves uh he's got a six wings that a love he loves a, a vintage cars and and taking part vintage watches and you know, he's very mechanical he's very practical he's self-prized you know but 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 it's like he's not uh like reading tons of books he's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. uh coming up with brilliant theories like he's very isolated he's a cartoonist he does his thing so it's not like he's uh like the know-it-all type or the the intellectual theory type um there's a lot of fives that like in some from some point of view like their their thoughts are very uh like the what they share express from their from their mind is not like brilliant insight jewel you know it doesn't have to be that to be five and that can sometimes create confusion uh because you're like well then what makes a five and that's why you have to rely on understanding these structural elements a lot of people think fives, what part of what you're saying there, a lot of people think fives, all fives are geniuses. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those distinctions that uh, when you really understand the, the type four, uh, type four structure and the five structure in the realm of like, you know, people idealize those types in terms of what that means for creative capacity or um how much of a genius someone might be it's like to see how those type structures actually get in the way of those things these qualities that people think four and five have because it's like the four this sort of over specific quality of four and five actually gets in the way of free-flowing creativity it's just it doesn't it's not conducive that's why so many artists are sixes and nines because I mean, especially nine, just because being able to be creative is just uh, being able to draw from so many things and synthesize and nines are very natural. They can just flow with that, but you know, it's also being in the body too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a major factor with four and five is, you know, that, you know, just using the Enneagram symbol um, in a kind of literal sense to how perfectly opposite, um four and five are in relation to the body center that symbolizes um you know the the profound disconnection from the body and in the case of nine um you're kind of doing 
uh, I mean, this is part of the scramble of the centers of nine, but you're doing heart and intellect, um, the mental center through the body in a certain way. And so you're, you're, you're more prone to actualizing you know, mm. actu actualizing your creativity, actualizing yeah. your, your, your mental conceptual capacity and wanting to bring it into physical form in some way or um, written form, or you, there's just more motive and there's more motivation to connect, right. With nine mm -hmm. as compared to four and five and to, and to get, you know, to like, to share. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. 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 Speaking of uh, body, I was wondering if you two body boys, David and Emika, could share your physical impressions of five versus like six and nine. <laughs> oh, man, that's I think <laughs> that's a huge one because it's like uh, these types become very real uh, in terms of in my physical experience of them, because it's I get really frustrated sometimes when people want to like make an intellectual comparison of these types. And I'm like, have you felt what these types feel like? Like it feels right. so different. Like trying to say, oh, I'm confused about six versus eight or nine versus five. And I'm like, have you felt what an eight feels like? Have you felt what a, a five the feels is like? No, none of us <laughs> feel what it feels like. Oh my God. It's like and these by, are complete... And by felt, you mean in the body. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not just like touch their face. <laughs> yeah. It, well, okay. and not feelings and not feelings. Is what <laughs> not I mean, feelings. Right? Like oh, okay. sense. <laughs> sense in your body what it must feel like to be a five i get that's basically asking someone to be a body type <laughs> yeah i can barely feel my feet at any given moment let alone what <laughs> else's energy yeah and so i guess my inherent way of experiencing other people and typing other people is sort of uh i'm feeling into their body what it must feel like to be them and so sometimes I look at someone and I'm, I can feel like a six's sense of angst. It, it hits <laughs> me in my gut and I probably six is the easiest type for me to recognize because I, I get this immediate feeling in my gut and not electricity pinging around or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a feeling in my gut teetering on an edge. And that's what six feels like five feels to me like, um, and there are a lot of fives that are very, um, interactive it seems like but there is an invisible wall between you and the five mm -hmm. and it's not that fives feel cold even though some of them do because there's some fives that are animated but it feels like there's an invisible wall that you can't get through um mm -hmm. and even there's as no they're being channel there's no door yes like that's six it. wants you to like come in through a door even if they have trouble getting you there mm -hmm. like five there's just no access point yep and this is being expressed. It's not just like, a, you know, a five might be sitting there and just having a normal conversation. And uh, but this wall is being it's assumed that there's a wall. And so that shows up in certain behaviors that, you know, other types don't don't have like fives will just not respond to other things that other human beings respond to or that, you know, just normal shit that you would think most people would respond to like you say something and you would expect like the other person to acknowledge the thing that you said and a five won't do that it's almost like you didn't say anything at all <laughs> and you know like we have a typing service thing we with at any grammar our group and our website that people can send in typing videos and we'll watch the video and tell them what their type is and so it's a very stock exercise there's those five questions and you know like what are your interests and blah 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 but it's interesting that there's a there's a because everyone's doing the same thing and so there's a way that the different types are approaching the same exercise and so it's it's really revealing but so funny to see the way fives approach that exercise because uh so often they just there's just so many detachment oriented things that this isn't normal this isn't normal that this person isn't really acknowledging that there might be another human on the other side like you know, there are ways that people like, you know, sixes and nines might be hyper aware of the audience and hyper aware of what mm -hmm. the audience might be thinking or feeling about them. So there's like preemptive ways of like, I know that you might feel this way about what I just said, that they're kind of, yes. you know, they're saying things like, you know, I just said something that doesn't sound good. Like a lot of sixes will say that's so like preemptively 
managing people's reactions to what they're saying to saying like, you know, I just said this thing about having a gazillion cats and I know how that sounds, <laughs> but you know, so there's this over awareness of like eyes watching me, even though it's like they're alone in a room recording a video, whereas fives barely even acknowledge that there might be anyone watching. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it, it's, it's so interesting that, um, you know, they'll start the video. Like a lot of times people introduce themselves like, Hey, um, I'm going to start answering these questions now. And we just recently got a, a five typing video where she didn't even say anything. She just, she didn't even say what question she was answering. She just started answering questions. And when she was done, she just turned off the camera. She didn't like, it was, it was so. Yeah. Cold. There was no, no intro, no outro, nothing. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 you only know it's the kind of thing when everyone's doing the same thing. So it really stands out like, oh, that person's different. Like, and it's consistently across the board that fives are, you know, expressing like, I am not here with you. There's a, there's a wall between us. I'm not even, I'm barely connected to myself as a human entity. <laughs> and that's, it's just, uh, it's, I, I guess it feels cold. That's what it feels like in my body. It's like, it feels very separate. So for me as a nine body type, um, I think I've said it before. Um, well, like Amica was saying, you know, I kind of do the types, so to speak. I know the types through my body, through my body impressions. And five is the most difficult type to know because mm -hmm. that, because of, because it's so not in the body yep. and it's somewhat like me talking about the social instinct you know uh i sort of i have to sort of find it each time because it's it's so sort of difficult for me to integrate it into my body you know knowledge base and and put it into words but um yeah i mean five and, and then the other piece too since I'm a nine and doing that body style, which is very, you know, integrative and, um, you know, empathic at a just sort of a generic level, right? Not even meaning it in any, you know, altruistic way. I'm just taking in people's, other people's energy. And there's just that. So the sense with fives that I can't even, that there's no, like you said, John, uh, there's no door. Like I can't even, there's no, it's like, it's like where do, what, you know, it's like, there's just a, it just, it, the, the whole, um, Alex gray intertwining swirling universe, you know, just stops at that wall. You know what I mean? That the, it just, there's right. no, there's no intertwining there. It it looks and feel well. It feels like a face with no mouth and no eyes. but it's it's like still buzzing. Right. Still That's like true. like, still electric. like yeah. vibes are high strung. <laughs> yeah. like, you, you don't yeah. feel you don't feel relaxed and spacious around them. You know, like there's like even though yep. they're yeah. That's great. Like yeah, words no are coming enjoyment. out. Go ahead. There's no enjoying a spa day with a five. <laughs> no. no. Like, I mean, it's like being around. The other thing about five that's uh, really noticeable that I always feel like it's, it feels impossible that anyone can fit that level of um, specificity in one sentence. Like, I always feel overwhelmed <laughs> hearing a five talk because it seems like it feels like, um, oh, man, it feels like they're spitting out way too much granular uh, and specific stuff and, and com combine that with the sense of separateness. It really feels weird. It really fucking so, feels weird that there's words coming out, but I don't see any eyes or any mouth. Like it's, and it's very highly specific stuff coming out really fast because it's their head types. Also, it's, it's a very weird combination. That, that's important to mention too is is that we're not saying fives aren't talkative there are extremely talkative fives mm -hmm. right yep. but there's but but it's you know it's talk coming from the other side of a wall or yes something. and i i have a really really hard time understanding anything they say yeah 
just because yeah. they they use so many words. I don't yeah. know. They just use so many words. I'm just like, I can't keep up. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. And that's part of the separation too, is uh, it, it's, it just comes across very separate. Like there's this wall and I'm just going to go. And I don't care if you're, if you're like, with they're me. not really tracking if you're with them, you know, like, yeah. and, yeah. and it's just sometimes, you know, people mistype a lot of these fives as like other head types, you know, they might think they're seven because how can be a five be this fast? We we've had several examples in the group of, of, um, of people that came in that were like fast fives that were really engaging, yep. but you know, that people thought they were, might be a seven, but you know, what, what, I think what people are missing is the sense of separation. If you are talking to a five, you're going to to feel the sense of a wall and like there might be a lot of words coming your way, but you're not you're not looking at you. They're not bringing you with them. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the fictional example of recently that is pretty good of a five is the Queen's Gambit. Uh, the character. I don't know. Have you all seen that? Oh, I need I to watch that. I haven't. I've heard things, but I haven't seen it. It's good. And part of the thing is like, uh, that, that's, you know, uh, she's like a chess master. And part of her deal is like, she's, yeah, she's brilliant. But like a theme throughout the whole show is her, her lack of actually making like real connections and relationships. And it's sort of like this efficient coldness in the face of it. Like she's a competency type and stuff like this. And there's like one instance where she sort of like she, like she she has like a lot of you know like casual sex and stuff like this. And there's a there's a there's a character she connects with that she has like an actual like swept up sexual experience. And she's like, oh, that's what that's supposed to feel like, or you know something like this. It's like, <laughs> yeah. but she you know she's very this like uh, hard alien uh, quality. Even if the character's not like all that weird, you know, like oh she's so quirky. It's not like that, but there's this removal detachment. It's a fairly good uh, fictional example of a five character when there's a, like a real deficit of them. The girl and with the dragon tattoo is another that's one. That's another one, yeah. Five with yeah. an eight fix, probably. Yeah, I, I see her, I do see her more as four. Like I see frustration okay. running her more than rejection, but she could she could definitely be a five. And also the, there's been different iterations right. to so anyway the yeah. actress who plays that character is a, a real life five yes though. yes rooney rooney mara yeah she's okay. A five. okay but you know the, on this detachment uh front of things this is something that i run into a lot of times at nines um relate to is a sense of you know feeling that they are detached and so a lot of nines mm -hmm. don't are not aware of the degree of how their uh, attachment object relations is running them. And this is kind of a running theme with, you know, sixes and nines, not really, you know, spotting their own um, attachment orientation. But I, I hear a lot of nines who relate to this, you know, five detachment, even though that's, you know, mm -hmm. like wanting to be avoidant of people. And, and one of the things that I had a recent coaching call with someone about is this sense of not liking people and feeling separate from other people and just relating to that on a very generic level and i i tried to make the impression that that it's not the same thing as you know feeling like you're you can be a nine and be detached and you know nine is a withdrawn type that is not wanting to be overwhelmed but it's coming from a different place uh than what the five uh sense of rejection is coming from and i don't think people realize the degree of separation, even separation from one's own body, the mm. extreme separation that is the five type structure. Um, that is, I think, uh, a nine would feel very uncomfortable with if they really, you know, felt what that was like. Yeah. Also that nines are noticing their detachment mm -hmm. from people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point. It's kind yeah. of the same thing as that social, like people think, well, oh, I'm not really good at like communicating, so I must not be social. And it's like, no, you realize you're not good at communicating, yeah. so you're probably <laughs> social. Exactly. I'm social That's blind and I'm great at communicating. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, John. Like Everybody I, likes I, me, you know. I uh -huh. thought I was a social, I thought at one point I was a social type. That's how fucking oblivious. <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs>
I just didn't know how on earth because I was like, I I can make friends pretty easily. Like I I feel like I'm decent. Um, put me in a, a foreign country and I can have, you know, like a month or two. I can have like twenty people show up to a going away party or something like that. Believe it or not, <laughs> I'm I'm not they're, bad. But with... they're the people trying to run you out of town. <laughs> Or fuck you, either one. Basically, yes. There's no in between. There's no in between. But uh, yeah, I felt like I I know people, I I can handle people pretty well, and I just didn't understand how I could be social blind. And uh, I think a lot of people who identify as five think, you know, I I don't like people. And and so, you know, the sense of detachment that I have is the same thing. It's like, no, it's not. It's... It's sort of it's the, the assumption of separation, the assumption that I'm the right way to do a relationship. That's one of the things that really stood out to me in the option relationship relations call was, you know, the assumption that the five has from birth is that the right way to do any relationship is for me not to be here. That's such a fucking wild thing. <laughs> yeah. And again, sixes and nines, you know. Who are typing as fives they're noticing their you know disconnection or their their desire to be away from people right and then they're mm-hmm. calling themselves yeah. fives yes yeah. yes i mean at the end of the day it's just you know if you're an attachment type you're you're going to unconsciously be swimming into or bouncing off of other people in, in some way and it's not to glorify this sort of separateness is the way to be because that's it's just a different orientation altogether and there's advantages and disadvantages right. to both like you know i i think like we've talked about with creativity like you're crippling yourself in a lot of different ways if you're basically backing yourself into a specific corner um right and so it's not necessarily better to be that way and a lot of fives who are fives would tell you that it's it's like it's like you know oh people idealize eight or whatever but if you're an eight like you're like okay so what <laughs> it's like right. i'm not i'm not the king of the word because because uh, i have this type i'm i'm just another person that has a certain type structure that's it right <laughs> so often i see people attributing uh their pain and suffering to being a five you know it's like similar mm-hmm. to four uh but it's like a there mm. i'll see it's like a like the, when people feel like more they have like a wet suffering they'll see themselves as four yeah mm-hmm. people have like a drier suffering i think they'll like five gets associated with being like a suffering type like as as if we're all not suffering <laughs> uh so i was curious if y'all had impressions of how to make a distinction between like uh nine-ish depression over or six six mm. angst versus fives Avarice, avariciousness and overwhelm what's the five uh suffering how is it usually depicted in what you're talking about i mean what style or well the way that i i see it often is this sort of like intellectual existential torment uh you mm. know like and sometimes it gets it does get a little bit accurate like in the sense of being like an exposed nerve or like a a mm-hmm. Kafka or uh, Lovecraftian kind of like, you know, like everything mm-hmm. resin, uh, like everything's too, um, you know, just too much in a certain way, and kind of like the like a horrifying, mm-hmm. so, not not in these flourishes because I'm putting my four lens on it, but like in a horrifying universe or something like that. But uh, I'll see this sort of attribution or like. I'm I'm really I'm fascinated by death and you know this kind of thing like attributed to five. <laughs> yeah. That's one aspect of five that that's a little bit. Um, I just have to go based on what some of the fives have shared about their experience of that sense of overwhelm because it doesn't sound like anything else anyone is saying like you know the nines and the sixes are saying the, the distinction that I've noticed is that it feels like stimuli itself is feels like an attack. Um, yes. <laughs> to, yes to the five mm-hmm. like you know just e- existing itself is too much from and it's not necessarily like i, I can hear a lot of nines might relate to something like that but it's coming from the the mental center where almost like the volume has been turned up so high that you have to get away from everything and it's not like get away from the sense of like 
falling into a couch like a nine might think of but the fact of like the idea of like imploding in on oneself to get as far away from even yourself like your body is this thing that is overwhelming to exist in like all of stimuli itself is too much too much you know to uh to take in mentally and it's it's a different it's a different type of suffering it seems like than anything a, a nine or a six might relate to it's like a mental for five it's like a the word that gets used a lot is a swarm it's like it's um, a mental swarming reality is like being swarmed by a bunch of flies but it's it's in that mental space right whereas yes. like like nines um i don't know in anxiety or or whatever about existence or you know it's much more flush through the body yep um mm-hmm. i don't know how to um verbalize that but yeah that's one of the main differences yeah i think that maybe it might be useful to point to like actual five famous people yeah uh so that you know people can get and then you know sometimes then who are some like einstein like who are some nines that are normally thought of as five that's a good idea so, i mean that's a big one yeah. you know people think that people still think einstein is a five uh, so to wrap your head around the fact that Einstein is a nine can, you know, and why that would be the case, I think David's got an article somewhere on his website, probably, right? About yeah. Einstein being a nine. Yeah, <clears throat> there's, um, uh, I just combed through, you know, this is more than 10 years ago on the Riso Hudson board when we were having that debate and uh, combed through a bunch of biographies. And, and there's, uh, you know, there are some quotes from Einstein that are, so radically nine and so radically not five that it's just like oh my god i mean there's one quote that's like i, I wish i had it pulled up right now i'll do it when you guys start talking again but uh it's something like you know einstein saying i feel so much a part of every living thing and the entire universe <laughs> that i have that i have no idea where i and and everything else begins i mean it's like yeah. the definition oh, of type nine i mean it's like <laughs> ding 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 you know and there's and and he just had a reputation of you know being approachable in so many ways that fives are yeah another one you know that's pretty popular and uh, i find in a lot of um creative people i you know i idealize david lynch or aware of him and a lot of people think that he might be or is a five and it's a huge revelation for people to realize that he's a nine and i use that example to illustrate um, difference between five and nine because you know a big complaint of anyone who's watched a David Lynch film is that you get to the end and everything unravels and nothing means anything like you feel like you just woke up from a dream and you're trying to make sense of what just happened and the more you try to make sense of it the more make sense of what happened the less anything makes sense and so if you've t- you know anyone who's heard uh, David Lynch in interviews he talks about how you know, people have a hard time with his films, but it's like, it's trying to put you in a sort of a dream state where sometimes you have a dream and you don't necessarily know the specifics, but you have a general vibe or feeling. And that's sort of like putting people into the experience of their own impressions of of something that's nonverbal. It's totally not head. Versus other directors like a Stanley Kubrick, even if they're doing something that's not um, give that gives you all the answers, it's it's coming from a much more different place. It's it's not trying to make you feel okay in the end. Um, I think David Lynch inevitably tries to tell people, "Hey, it's okay. It was it was kind of like a, a just a bad dream." Like, or or he does stuff that's sort of like saying, "Ha ha, I was just kidding." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I'm murdering somebody, but like someone's being killed on screen, but there's like this like kind of fun music in the background. And it's like, you're not sure if, you know, it's not letting, allowing the fucked upness to just be fucked up. And that's sort of a, you know, positive. Some guys, David Lynch is dark. How can a nine be dark? (laughs) How can anything but a five or a four be dark? So yeah, there's some good directors that are good examples of fives of like David Fincher and, 
Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, Lars von Trier. Yeah. Who else? Hitch, Hitchcock. Was he a five? Hitchcock is another one. Yeah, it seems like uh, some of the greatest directors have been fives. I mean, that says something. <laughs> here's uh, uh, here's says something some about the... your bias. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's some of these Einstein quotes. Just for a second, going back to Einstein being a nine. I, this is that quote I was looking for. I feel so much a part of every living thing that I am not in the least concern that I am not in the least concerned with where the individual begins and ends. And then disgusting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then here's another, I simply enjoy giving more than receiving in every respect. Do not. Wow. Do I do not take myself or the doings of the masses seriously. I'm not ashamed of my weaknesses and vices and naturally take things as they come with equanimity and humor. <laughs> many, yeah, many people are like this and I really cannot understand why I, I have been made into a kind of idol. So, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. not a five. <laughs> yeah, not a five. Like further examples of celebrity fives that um, might be counterintuitive. Like for example, Grimes is a social sexual five who's yeah. pretty fast. Patty Smith is another one who's um, another five who's pretty fast and animated. Marina um, Abramovic. Yep, another one. Zizek. Yeah. Yeah. Tilda Swinton, isn't mm -hmm. she? Another one, yeah. Yeah, five. Jane um, Foster, is she five? Jodie Foster is a six. Six. Six Yeah, five. six and five, yeah. You know, she self-types as a five, but she's wrong. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're wrong, <laughs> Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a... Oh, Bill Nye, the science guy. <clears throat> he's not a five. He's a six-wing five. I love Bill Nye. Yeah, he, he's... You can say that about someone. They're not a five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. There are not very many sixes that people think are fives, are there? I think the Institute doesn't, don't they have Freud as a six? I think he's a five. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. a five. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just the thing about not a five is it, just, it doesn't get people as riled up as not a four like right because not... people aren't like oh you don't see me as much you know like you don't like yeah like you're you're not seeing my pain as much with five because like people who identify with five don't generally feel the need for you to see them the same way that people identify mm -hmm. with four. like yeah, yeah it's loud yeah it, people don't really get that upset about not a five like not a four represents the entirety of this whole mistyping phenomenon because it's the one that gets people to pay the most attention. And so, you know, not if you could do not a five, you could do not an eight, but uh, like generally the amount of outrage that people have about being told that they might not be a four is so extremely outrageous. And it, not a four and, is the funniest one. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> not a five is pretty straightforward because it's like, oh, let me just show you what a real five is like. It's like, oh, I'm not that. Okay. The end. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> like last foothold that people have, though, even when they're pointed these things, if they like, if they're not a five, but they still are, like insist to be a five, is wanting to feel smart and like mm -hmm. you know the 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 antidote to that is just people being more aware of like how brilliant other types are. Yeah. And yeah, the style it's... of brilliancy that fives have. That's yeah. That's True. a huge one. Just like yeah. showing enough examples, like oh, this person that you admire that you thought was a five, is actually nine. It's like right. oh, yeah, I really like David Lynch's films, and I, I I identify. Yeah, that's that's nine stuff, not not five. <laughs> right. John Lennon's a good example of a famous five, mm -hmm. and not a, and you know not intellectual in the way we think of five. You know, yeah. much mm -hmm. more, and and even. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, well, the musician, uh, what's that? Yeah, John I know, right? <laughs> yeah musician? Crazy. How, I know. How's it possible? Not intellectuals. Um, yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> you know, the, the other thing that just, you know, watching interviews of actual fives is how much, uh, like interviews with John Lennon or, or Tom York. Or another one, Susan Sontag. She's an intellectual. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But just watching, like, how fucking, I don't want to say savage, but just how 
uh, antagonistic they can be with interviews in terms of just saying, I'm not answering this question that you're asking. Like, it's none of your business. That's one of the, that was one of the clips Mm -hmm. that I think uh, you, David, you posted a couple of times of Tom York just you know, in an interview being so annoyed by um, probing questions by an interview, try, uh, trying to understand the inner workings of the band or some drama that had happened. And he's like, that's none of your business. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and that's and, it. That's yeah. it. I'm not even like, you know, following that up with something else. It's like, that, that's, that's none of your business. Next question. Yeah. And, and then, and the guy <laughs> said it again and he just goes, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good distinction for five because if there's, they're not really flowing with, they're they not, not that's that, that's the aspect of them not being with you is that they only want to connect and this is something that came up on the five call is they're com- they're connecting very compartmentalized like only this way in at this time in mm-hmm. this topic mm-hmm. otherwise we're not connecting at all <laughs> right even um, if they have a lot of energy for connection it's like very very controlled and then you're like they're they're i've known some i've known another five who she was like really into the relationship and the idea of relationship. But then when it came to the practice of actually relating, you were like, I'm not talking to a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess fives connecting. Wanting to it, connect. Yeah. Wanting to connect versus actually connecting. Right. It's, it's, it's only on their terms. And which means it's not really connecting. It's just, it's, it's exclusive in a way. It's right. excluding of other people, even though it's like an attempt to connect. It's not really. I've, yeah, I've, like I've I've known several fives that like have an eagerness to connect and a lot of social energy and a lot of relationship seeming energy. But then when it comes down to it, there's almost no uh, real avenue, no real pathway to actually connect with them. And uh, that those the, it, because it's like so much mental energy. There's so much that they are like they're sort of controlling the terms of relatedness and relationship to such a degree that you try to sort of venture off of their program and they either withdraw or they like kind of go to eight and belittle you in a certain way, like arrogantly putting you down. And uh, so it can be confusing because people can be like, how can these friendly, seemingly outgoing uh, fives, uh, you know, uh, sync with all the stuff that we're speaking to about this alienation? And like, I, like I, I've known fives that have a, a particular five that she was very, enthusiastic about relationship and did a lot of energy had a lot of energy around relationship talk about what it means to be in relationship but it was so uh conceptual that went that that would create conflicts because people would inevitably act outside the weird narrow terms that this person had unconsciously defined and set on other people to to you know behave or within the bounds of relationship as they understood it was all conceptual relationship rather than the felt sense of it and and it's the the thing like from the psychic structures thing that we looked at, you know, oh, where, yeah. where two, five, and eight have this kind of main vein that's like a you know a, a torrent, you know, of energy, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which you know, in the context of being talkative, right, is. Uh, in the case of five, is not inclusive, right? Yeah, it's right. like this torrent coming at you um, that is uh, sort of almost too uh, directionally uh, focused or one directional. You mean like like it's coming at you, but there's not a lot of coming That's back. It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's yeah. no space for you sometimes, <clears throat> and there's no there's no way to enter at the sides either. You know what right. I mean? It's not there's no <laughs> there's no uh, curliness to it, right? <laughs> Where you can hook things, right? This, uh, and this yeah. gets at another thing that we didn't hit on. That it's a little bit sensitive, but whatever. Uh, that I don't want to say that every five is like this, but there's something about the the five type structure when it comes to relating to other people, that's some, that's kind of autistic. Right. Mm -hmm. In the sense that there's an inability to even, uh, register certain, these sort of normal cues or to even allow other people to affect you. And, and this inability to really connect, you know, this wall that we've been talking about, it makes it seem like, um, the five is just sealed off. Yeah. And, it, it it can feel like this person has an inability to connect. 
um, right. to even register what connection would feel and look like. Yeah, and it's not like willfully or rebelliously, you know, trying to, um, I don't know, establish independence or something, right? It just, right. it's it's incidental, it's in incidentally just like blank in a certain space where people would normally connect. Mm -hmm. right? Can't stress that enough, you know, for people who might be identifying as five is that it's not like the effort of trying to separate from other people that you want to separate from other people or that you feel that you're independent or you need to get away from other people. It's the, the sense that you have an inability to even be, uh, to even connect or even register what you could connect to, like this wall between mm -hmm. you and others. And to see if you can sort of start to tap into that, to see how, that, how much of a problem that would be as a human being of, you know, I might like not being able to really sense into other people and to read those cues to just have that separateness and how that might make you feel completely incapable of existing as a human being. Like there's just normal things that people do that you're not capable of doing. And to sort of get into, this sort of strips away this idealization that we have of the five and the four space to see how dysfunctional um, compared to other type structures those types are that you know like you're really cut off disconnected from the body but also detached from existence itself cool I, I think that uh, that hits it I think, yeah that's, yeah. that's we it all cylinder right. it was a good one alright yeah anyway. alright all right. okay okay <laughs>